1: In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. It's the day before the election, and I want to talk about the Oklahoma canary in the coal mine one more time. This race between Governor Stitt and Joy Hoffmeister. How in the world is it possible that an unprincipled charlatan like Joy Hoffmeister is running neck and neck with a conservative GOP governor in Oklahoma? Why in the world is this race up for grabs? I'm Doctor Ever Piper and this is the Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to the Rebellion. Today's topic is tomorrow's elections, and I'm gonna focus on this race here in Oklahoma. The governor's race, the race between an incumbent conservative GOP Governor Kevin Stitt, and Joy Hoffmeister, a Democrat, who has flipped from being a Democrat to a Republican and now back to a Democrat again. A woman who has been indicted for crimes of corruption. She actually has a mugshot out there, a real one, not one that's been made up, but there's only one candidate in this race who's been indicted for crimes and has a mugshot, and it's not Governor Stitt. It's Joy Hoffmeister. But yet this race is up for grabs. This race is essentially neck and neck, 50-50 split right now. It's within the margin of error in almost every poll that you look to, to help you understand what's going on. Why? Why in the world, in the reddest of red states, is this happening right now? Well, I'm going to address that, and if you don't live in Oklahoma, you should care about this discussion too. I know a lot of people that listen to the Rebellion come from Ohio and Michigan, and Kansas and whatnot, across the nation, Texas, Colorado, as well as the majority of the followers probably here in Oklahoma. But even if you're among the Rebellion fans that don't hearken from the Sooner State, you should still listen to this show because... If this canary dies in this coal mine called Oklahoma, then there's a lot of gas, a lot of noxious gas, a lot of carbon monoxide, a lot of poisonous fumes in the political system across the United States. If, if Oklahoma goes down, if they can flip Oklahoma from red to blue, then you can bet your bottom dollar it can happen to you anywhere, regardless of where you live. I've talked about this before, and it's so true. They did it to Colorado. They're trying to do it to Oklahoma right now. If they can pick the heartland off one by one, then there is no chance whatsoever that anything even resembling a constitutional republic will be preserved. If the two bookends of our country, the east coast of New York and whatnot, as well as the west coast of San Francisco on down to L.A., if these two bookends start dominating the political system of the United States, where the heartland can't balance that out any longer, as it's been doing in several successive presidential elections, if we can't do that any longer, and not just presidential elections, Senate, Congress, President, and it reflects even in the judicial branch, because as we know, the election of a Conservative president, as well as a conservative Senate and a conservative House, is going to result in your judicial branch reflecting the values of the people more so than the values of just the elite oligarchs in New York and San Francisco. If the left, the Soros left, the progressives, the dark money, can flip Colorado, then Oklahoma, then Kansas, Nebraska, Iowa, Texas, if they can start picking off those states one by one, then what in the world is going to challenge the left? What's going to serve as a correction for the progressives? What's going to stop this march of progressive socialism across the United States from coast to coast? Nothing. There will be nothing left. So you should care about this story of Oklahoma. That's what I'm going to talk about, and I'm going to share with all of you some specifics as to what Joy Hoffmeister's criminal record, the indictment, the accusations against her, Really are Now, some may say, well, she doesn't have a record. The indictment did not end up in a conviction. Well, you read the story. You decide. You decide if the indictment was suspiciously dropped or whether or not there was something there. Where there's smoke, there's fire. You decide if there's enough smoke here for you to just ignore this and vote for this woman just because you don't like something that Governor Stitt did or didn't do. He wasn't perfect. Uh, You're not going to vote for the lesser of two evils, so you're just going to sit this one out, as some conservative spokesperson recently said. That's foolish, and it's unbiblical. I've covered that, too. Let's take a break, and when I get back, we'll talk about this race in Oklahoma and listen to it if you're from out of state, because it is a harbinger of things to come in your state. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. I'll be right back in a couple minutes.
0: and lending a hand to our neighbors in need, sold. The Patriot Auto Group, proud Oklahomans in the communities we serve.
1: Okay, so welcome back to the Rebellion. All right, last week I talked to you about this. In fact, I closed out the week by sharing with you again the analogy of the canary in the coal mine. And this uh, claim that's going on right now within some conservative circles that you can't vote for the lesser of two evils because a vote for the lesser of two evils is still a vote for evil. That's not a, a biblical claim, and frankly, it's not a position that makes any sense. Now, let's go back. Again, the canary in the coal mine dates back to around 1911 and the use of canaries to detect carbon monoxide in mines before that gas overtook and killed the miners that were working in the coal mines of Great Britain. There was a scientist that recommended this strategy because he knew that birds were more sensitive to toxic fumes than humans because they have a different anatomy than human beings. When birds breathe, they in they they take in oxygen on both the inhale and the exhale and they can store oxygen in their body because they need it because they expend so much energy when they fly. So, He thought, well, let's put a canary in a cage so that you can take it with you down into the coal mine. And if the canary starts having difficulty breathing, it's um, a clear signal that you need to get out. You need to change course. Something's wrong. You haven't noticed the fact that there's too much carbon monoxide in the cave, but the canary has. So it's a warning system. This little bird was a warning system. When it started struggling to breathe, the message was loud and clear. Change course, get out, and get out now. So my argument is this. Oklahoma is the canary in the coal mine in the nation right now. And as we prepare for Tuesday's midterm elections, we need to attend to the canaries that are on the land state escape. Uh, those canaries, those states, those political communities, those agendas, those races, where it appears that the canary is struggling, are a harbinger of things to come. And if we don't heed the warnings and change direction, we're going to be overtaken by these noxious fumes, these poisonous gases that exist within our political system. So the canary in the cave, I'm arguing right now, is the governor's race here in the Sooner State, here in Oklahoma. Now, I've talked about it before. Oklahoma is known as the reddest of red states. We haven't had one county vote blue in four successive presidential elections. Trump carried Oklahoma by 20 points in 2020, and Republicans, registered Republicans, outnumber Democrats by 51% to 31%, essentially, here in the state of Oklahoma. We've got a supermajority in the House, and we have a supermajority in the Senate. We carry the governor's seat. Um, it's, it's a red state as far as it goes. Okay, But what does that mean? Does it mean that we actually understand our conservative principles, the Republican platform? Or is there something wrong in the system? Um, I think Oklahoma is the home of good people with good sense, Uh, by and large, by and large, especially when you travel the rural communities, Osage County, for example, here, where I'm running for county commissioner in District 1. These are good ranchers, good farmers, good hardworking people, you know, the deplorables, according to Hillary Clinton or according to Obama, those people foolish enough to cling to our God and our guns. That's, that's Oklahoma. So with this kind of electorate, why in the world would an incumbent Republican governor not be a shoe in for re-election? Well, the polls say he's not right now. And why? Why in the world? Why is it a toss-up? Why is K- Kevin Stitt, who's clearly pro-life, no question, he did what he told us he was going to do, pro-gun, Pro-freedom, pro-school choice, pro-business. Why is he in a virtual dead heat with this opportunistic, unprincipled, powered, hungry liberal named Joy Hoffmeister? Why? Why is someone who's been indicted for two counts of conspiracy, even within striking distance, of her precious ring of power? And that's what this is all about. Make no mistake. You can see her like Gollum, growling, grasping for her precious, this ring of power. Why would a woman who has been Oklahoma's Secretary of Public Instruction, who ran our public schools into the ground, we're ranked 49th in the nation right now. She's been our Secretary of Public Instruction. She's been over education since 2016. We're 49th. She's at the helm. The buck stops with her. Why is she even on the radar for anybody who's sane? And compare that to Governor Stitt. Over the last four years, he has signed bills protecting a woman's right to have her own bathroom. He has defended a girl's right to have her own sport. He's kept his word on signing every pro-life piece of legislation that has come across his desk. In less than four years as governor, he's approved laws honoring Oklahoma's Second Amendment right to open carry. He's led the way to protect children from the insanity of irreversible gender transition, surgeries, and hormone therapies. And under Governor Stitt's leadership, it's now illegal in the state of Oklahoma for any of our public schools to promote critical race theory by teaching our students that one race is inherently superior or inferior to another race, or that one individual, by virtue of their DNA and physical appearance, is inherently racist. Now, why, why in the world would we even be considering, be considering a radical liberal as opposed to a man who's proven his stripes by being true to what he said? But yet in the governor's race here in Oklahoma, um, this this particular, the, the executive position, the exec, executive branch of Oklahoma hangs in the balance right now. It's a neck-and-neck neck race in the reddest of red states. Why? Well, I frankly think it's pretty simple, and I've covered this before, but I'm going to double down on this. Kevin Stitt finds himself in a dogfight for his political life right now because many Christians have bought the lie. Listen to me right now. If you're a conservative Christian of any stripe whatsoever, have you bought the lie or are those in your network who have bought the lie? H- have we imbibed the Kool-Aid? This and Are we parroting this nonsense that, well, all politicians are corrupt, so I'm just going to sit this one out. I'm not going to vote for the lesser of two evils. Have you heard that? Have you been tempted to buy that lie, buy that argument? Why do I call it a lie? Because it's foolish. It's foolish talk, and frankly, it's unbiblical. I mean, our nation, our culture, what we're going to leave our kids is going to hell in a handbasket right now, and conservative Christians are smugly sitting on the sidelines because our candidate isn't perfect? There's a flash I've got for you right now. All human beings are broken. There's a reason that John Newton said, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a, what, wretch like me? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. We're all evil. You're evil. I'm evil. You aren't perfect, and neither am I. All have sinned and fallen short. There is none righteous, no, not one. If we claim to be without sin, we make God out to be a liar. These are biblical passages, and I could go on and on and on. You're not going to vote for the lesser of two evils? Really? Well, who are you going to vote for in any election, at any time, whether it be city council whether it be county commissioner, whether it be your state senate, your state house, or the federal elections for senate or congressman. Who are you going to vote for, for governor, if you're not going to vote for the lesser of two evils? You've got two people who, by biblical definition, are broken sinners. Okay? I'm not claiming that Kevin Stitt is perfect. I... I'm not claiming that every decision he's made, I agree with. I have been critical of him. But I'm grateful for all the things that I just summarized for you. I'm grateful that he's pro-life. I'm grateful that he is pro-woman and that he thinks women should have their own bathroom. I'm grateful that he has defended a girl's right to have her own sport. I'm grateful that he has defended the youngest among us to live, that nobody should be able to execute them, kill them, just because they find a young baby inconvenient five seconds before he's born. So we're just going to kill him, dismember him, sell his body parts for profit through Planned Parenthood. I mean, these are not hyperbolic claims right now. This is the stuff that we're talking about. How about our schools? Our schools are a mess. I mean, proficiency levels in Oklahoma, in math, in science, and English, I mean, they're in the 30% range. Some of them are dropping down in the 20% range. That our students are only 25, 28, 29% proficient in these areas? And Joy Hoffmeister has been at the helm while this is happening? Oh, you say, yeah, but our schools weren't performing much better before she got there. Okay, fine. The entire educational system across the United States is broken. I'll agree with that. As an educator, I've been making that point over and over again. The ivory tower is crumbling. We're teaching feelings rather than facts now. Self-actualization is more important than science. I mean, I agree, this has been going on since the 60s, if not before. But Joy Hoffmeister took the helm in 2016, and nothing has improved. In fact, some of the scores have gone down. We were ranked 47th, (laughs) now we're 49th, under Joy Hoffmeister. And she's going to turn around and blame somebody else for this? Has she never heard Of Truman's admonition that the buck stops with the leader, the person at the top, she's at the top for education. You can't blame the governor for that one because he can't fire her and replace her. Now, if he could have, then you do need to blame him because he was responsible. But no, the Secretary of Public Instruction is an elected position. The governor can't fire her. But you can. The voters can. You can say, no, we don't want more of this. This is ridiculous. If you're waiting for the race where you don't have to vote for the lesser of two evils, you're going to have to wait a long time. And in fact, by that standard, you wouldn't even be able to vote for yourself because you are the lesser of two evils. I'm the lesser of two evils when it comes to an election. We have the responsibility and we have the obligation to vote for the lesser of two evils. In every election, there's never any other option other than that. So don't give me this nonsense about the lesser of two evils. And with regard to Joy Hoffmeister, you know, I'm going to put this on my website. So if you follow me in that capacity at all, in fact, go to drevertpiper.com, EverettPiper.com. drevertpiper.com. That's D-R-E-V-E-R-E-T-T-P-I-P-E-R.com. That's my website. That's my webpage. And I'm going to post this out there. I'm going to post it on Facebook, too. If you can't find it on the website, then go to Facebook. I've got two Facebook pages. One is under Everett Piper. That's my personal page. And then I've got one as a public personality. It's Dr. Everett Piper. Both of those Facebook pages are going to have this. And this is a 32-page summary of the indictment against Joy Hofmeister. Now you don't have to read the whole thing. In fact, if you read the first page, you'll get the point. Joy Hofmeister She's a Democrat now. She said she was a Republican when she ran for Oklahoma Superintendent of Public Instruction back in 2016. And as I said, Oklahoma schools dropped to the bottom in the United States rankings. Okay, during her tenure, we dropped, we're now ranked number 49th in the nation. All right, Oklahoma in 2021 ranks at 33% average on math okay, and reading at the high school level. So only 33% of our high school graduates are proficient in math and reading. 33%. That's Hoffmeister. And we're going to vote for her? Oh, she did a great job in education, didn't she? How about this? Hoffmeister is also very pro-common core. She believes that the best education is common education, average education. Dumb it down to the average, to the commonality of nonsense. And therefore, we drop in our scores when it comes to math and reading. Uh, She's pro-critical race theory. She is pro-LGBTQ plus Z. She's actually used the Q plus Z. Do you know what Z is? Zoophilia, that's being add to added to this alphabet acronym, this alphabet soup acronym of the rainbow cabal, Z. They're actually putting Z in there now. Now, whenever you see that, whenever you see that, you should recognize what they're doing. They're softening up the conversation for no limits whatsoever, ever. Well, some people disagree with it. You'll see arguments against it, but it's in there. Why in the world did she use that acronym recently? She's a strong advocate from the National Education Association and its local affiliate, the Oklahoma Education Association. And both of them are far left in every way. Hoffmeister recently marched in the OKC Pride Parade in support of the LGBTQ plus Z agenda. She actually said this, this is a quote, LGBTQZ and their allies have marched to rally for equal rights. And I was proud to be with friends and family at today's parade to support, listen, and learn. Close quote. Now again, I ask you, why did she include Z when she said that? She's not stupid. And if she doesn't know what Z stands for, then she is foolish. I mean, why would you be parroting this nonsense if you don't know what it means? LGBTQZ and their allies have marched to rally for equal rights. And I was proud to be with friends and family in today's parade to support, listen, and learn. Close quote. So that should cause you concern. I don't care where you are on the Christian orthodoxy scale. At least we can agree, can't we, that there's a distinction. There's a distinction between men and women, that men are are different than women, and women are different than men, and that science has proven this over and over again throughout the existence of human beings. And, frankly, all creation, not just humans. I mean, there's a difference between male and female horses. There's a difference between male and female dogs. There's a difference between male and female cattle. I mean, (laughs) farmers and ranchers know this, but Joy Hoffmeister can't figure that out. And we're actually teaching our kids that these things are subjective, movable, flexible definitions. Joy is against the biological basis for bathrooms. She's against the bill that gives women the right to have their own restroom. She's for pornography in schools. State Attorney John O'Connor investigated books in libraries of elementary schools exist across the state, and Joy is advocating for the inclusion of these diversity, equity, inclusion books, books like Genderqueer, Maya Kababi's book, and Toni Morrison's The Bluest Eyes. These books are being promoted by the NEA and the OEA, and Joy Hoffmeister is being supported by them. They're throwing a boatload of money at her campaign. And she's not speaking against this stuff. Maybe she's been bought and paid for by them, you think? She's been arrested. Okay? Joy Hoffmeister was arrested. She basically was exposed because one of her political consultants, a lobbyist by the name of Chad Alexander, who was working for Oklahomans for Public School Excellence, It's a 501c4 organization. He was pulled over for driving erratically in 2014. His car was searched, and he was busted for possession of cocaine and oxycodone without a prescription. And as a result of this, his cell phone was confiscated, and it was searched. And it revealed texts with Hoffmeister, okay, on his cell phone, all right? So... In November of 2016, fast forward a bit, Hoffmeister was arrested and charged with two counts of violating campaign finance laws, two counts of conspiracy to commit felony, and a violation of computer crimes, along with her campaign manager, Font Holland. These are facts. These are facts. Now, she's claiming, well, I wasn't guilty. I was exonerated. Okay, you decide whether there was enough smoke there for you to be concerned about a fire. So here's what she was charged with. The prosecutors in this case alleged that Hoffmeister had violated the law by colluding with an outside political group, a group called Oklahomans for Public School Excellence, this leftist group. She was charged with colluding with them during the 2014 campaign for state superintendent of public instruction, where as a result, she received funds from this organization. Now, you can't do that. You can't collude with outside organizations. They can give money to support a candidate, or they can give money in opposition of a candidate, but they can't collude with those candidates. Candidates can't communicate, nor can their campaigns communicate with these outside groups. Now, she had texts on this guy's phone, which the prosecutors in this case said this is proof that she was colluding with these organizations, to get outside money, dark money, into the system so that she could unseat Janet Marisi, who was the current superintendent for public instruction. There's a 32-page indictment out there that summarizes this. Do you think there's enough smoke here for there to be a fire? Now, for some strange reason, and we're not even sure why, the state attorney general, Hunter, at the time, just dropped these charges. Now, as you know, Hunter ran into problems himself and was removed from office. Hmm. Birds of a feather flock together? Maybe. So, why in the world, why in the world would we even consider this woman against a man who has no (laughs) such charges against him? I've heard people say, well, I'm tired of the corruption. I'm tired of the corruption. What corruption? What corruption are you talking about when it comes to Kevin Stitt. Has he done something you don't like? Uh, Are you upset with the way he's tried to negotiate with the Native American uh, tribes, the various different Indian nations here in Oklahoma? Are you upset with that? Well, then fine. Uh, Maybe you think he's been too hard-handed in those negotiations. Fine. I'm not disagreeing with you. If you're on that side of the fence, maybe he has. Pat Campbell of the Pat Campbell Show used to criticize Governor Stitt for going after this one. Uh, Maybe you're upset with him because of the way he handled COVID. Fine. I've criticized him for some of his decisions there, too. But being upset with him with regard to contract negotiations with the tribes or with regard to his imperfect response to COVID is not at all on the same moral plane or political plane or legal plane as being charged with crimes of conspiracy and collusion. There's no moral high ground here in saying you're going to sit this one out. You have the obligation to vote. I would argue you have the obligation to vote for Kevin Stitt. Or what you're doing is you're enabling somebody who's been indicted for crimes who is Her values are antithetical to everything that the majority of Oklahomans have said they hold dear. The right to bear arms, the right to have your own bathroom, the right for your girls to participate in their own sport. The right to keep your money rather than have it confiscated by a hungry, power-hungry elitist who's just going to tax you into oblivion. And the right to have a decent school for your kids. I'm Dr. Everett Piper and this is The Rebellion.